Today's episode is going to be a little bit different from what you're used to hearing about from me, but I think it raises some really important topics that perhaps you, my listeners, might need to hear. At the heart of this is the heart itself, being able to live a life and lead a business with your whole self in mind. It might not just be about more profit. It's also about enjoying life, balance, and fulfillment. It's about growing a business that supports all of it. And it is absolutely possible. And in this episode of the Pilates Business Podcast, I'm going to share a pretty shocking conversation that I had recently that inspired me to share this message with you. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can and should have it all. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Sarah Ann, and thank you so much for being here with me today and listening in. Now, when I put together the topics and ideas that I want to share with you here, I'm all about adding value and sharing those insights that can make growing your studio business easier, right? I know just how busy you are and what you're juggling because I talk it through every single week with the studio owners inside of my programs. But today's topic is inspired by by a conversation that I had recently. And usually, you know, I'll get into some strategies, behind the scenes situations, all of that good stuff on the podcast. But today, I think we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. And I think that you'll find this every bit as important as marketing tips, team building strategies, tools, systems, and all the other things that I normally talk about. So let me start by sharing with you about uh, a little bit more about a conversation that I had a few weeks ago. Now, I was talking to a peer in our industry. And when I speak to other people out there who are supporting studio owners like you, who are doing, um, whose businesses support studios and fitness studios, like software providers and other service providers, I'm often found, you know, talking about what we're seeing in the industry, some of the trends we're seeing amongst um, studio owners. And in this particular case, I was sharing um, a little bit about what happens inside of my Thrive program, um, what I have been helping my studios, studio owners with inside of that group, um, what I'm seeing those studio owners achieve with their businesses, the trends that I am seeing firsthand. And of course, I was sharing how every single studio owner that I work with is focused on growth, yes, and success, yes, but that success looks a little bit different for each and every one of them, right? Some of the studio owners want to teach more. They want more clients, while others want to teach less and have some time off. Some studio owners are opening new studios and some studio owners are looking to sell. Maybe not today, maybe down the road. Some studio owners are wanting to hire. Some studio owners need to fire. Um, some are planning to take time off 
One in particular is looking to take an RV trip with their, with their kids this summer. Um, one of them has just had a baby. Um, some of them are taking care of other family members as well. And so they are working their businesses around that. But then there are others who are excited to lean back into their businesses because maybe their kids have left the nest and now they have some time to dedicate to the things that they want to focus on. And at the heart of what all of these studio owners are telling me in the work that we do together is that it's not always just about more profit, right? It's also about enjoying life. It's also about balance and it's also about fulfillment, right? And it's about building a business and even designing a business that supports all of that. And you know, if you've been with me for a while, if we've ever spoken in person, you'll know that I don't think there is only one way or one strategy or one method to growing a successful studio business. And so I was sharing all of this um, with the, this, this person that I was talking to about the trends that I'm seeing and, and how all of my studio owners have different ideas of what success looks like for them, which I fully support and, and, and support them with. And the response I got truly just stopped me in my tracks. I couldn't believe it. And this, because this person's response was, oh, so they just have hobby businesses then. And wow, my jaw dropped. I could not believe that in 2023, we are still justifying the decision to balance work and life. I could not believe that the idea of prioritizing family is met with such a dismissal. And I couldn't believe that this was coming from a peer in this industry. And I don't know if it's because I have been working with a lot of female studio owners who are leaders in their business and who I see as wearing all of these hats, not just in their businesses, but outside their businesses as well. And I know firsthand, just amongst all of the different areas of responsibilities and people they take care of in their lives. They're, they're wearing, there's a lot of responsibility there and there's a, there's a lot of hats that they're wearing. And boy, I did what any mama bear would do. I took a deep breath <laughs> and I responded with this. I told him, this person, I should say that there are these people inside of my programs are very serious business owners. And they are very successful in their very own ways because they are prioritizing effectively every single day. They're focusing on exactly what matters to them. And most importantly, they are having an incredible impact on those within their community. And they do all of that while also having very significant responsibilities across other areas of their life. They truly are doing it all. And I will say that I left this conversation a little shaken. Um, it's been a long time since I've been met with that, this kind of mindset. Um, and it took me a little while to process it. I, I spoke to some of my, my peers and the other peers in the industry and, and shared this with them and also their minds were blown. So I'm glad that it was, um, and not just me, <laughs> but, you know, after some reflection, it, it took me a little time to get my head around it. And, you know, I think that ultimately I see that there is a definition of success that is truly focused on profit and revenue and growth and size of the business and all of that, right? But that definition of success belongs to that person. And 
that is absolutely fine. Absolutely fine for that person, but that might not be what success looks like for you, right? Your version of success is determined by one person and that one person is you. And I encourage you to think really deeply about what you want your business to look like and how you want it to support you and allow that to be your definition of success. So instead of looking for other people to project onto you their versions of success, that you design your version of success. So if success to you looks like retiring in 10 years, you can make that happen. If success to you looks like building a team of energized and ambitious and and high achieving teachers, that's possible for you too. And if success to you looks like taking a month off to go to Mexico with your family this summer, then absolutely that is 100% possible also. The most successful business owners measure themselves based on their own version of success, no one else's. And you get to decide exactly what that looks like for you. Now, like I said, that conversation floored me. And although it is shocking to me, truly it is, that there are people right now in an industry that still have some of these perhaps outdated views of what work life balance looks like. Um, I really felt like it was important to share with you guys. So now that we've got kind of that context in place, let's talk about what people really want when it comes to work-life balance in today's world, in 2023, and how we can get there and how we can be our best so that we can lead with our heart and truly have it all, right? Now, there is no doubt about it that the pandemic changed cultural norms around work. Offices shut down, people worked remotely for a long period of time. And even still today, people liked it so much that many folks are still working remotely. Many, many, many folks are still working from home. And even when we've seen some of these larger corporations try to force their people back into the cubicles, into their offices, they they were very reluctant, right? And people have found that from, you know, working from home, that they could not only gain time that they might have lost by commuting, but they could use that time to spend more time with their family, with their significant others, with their very important people in their lives, with their children, with their parents, with their, with their friends. They can also take care of themselves better. They can make more time to move perhaps. And that's why we are seeing, even though we are through and past that period in our lives where we call the pandemic, I think, (laughs) that um, people are still taking virtual live stream classes because they can work out at noon, at one, at two, at three o'clock in the afternoon, whereas before that would have been pretty impossible. They can run to the store when they need to. They can go to the doctor when they need to. They can catch that, that school play and still get all their work done. And so what we've seen is that when you know, people, many people have taken and embraced this lifestyle and really, really enjoy it. And when we look at some studies, there is a lot of data to back this up. So McKinsey, who's a large consulting company, did um, a, a research on this, and they found that over 80, 85% of the people who participated in this study indicated that when given the opportunity to have a flexible work schedule, they would take it. Other reports show that when people are looking for work, 72% of them consider what it offers in terms of that work-life balance. And 
on the on the on the flip side of this, when you don't have that balance, um, Zipia, a recruitment platform, found that a staggering seventy seven percent of workers have experienced burnout. And the point of all of this, truly, is that work life balance is not only desired by the mass majority of working people; it is also a absolute necessity for your well being. And one of the reasons why when I work with my studio owners inside of Thrive and we work through those goal setting, not only do we set goals for revenue, but we also set boundaries for how um, we are going to ensure that we are able to stay energized in our businesses. Because I know just how easy it is to hit that point of burnout. In fact, many studio owners wait until they're at that point before they find me. And then they are climbing out of a bit of a hole. When the studio owners come to me and they are still able to, they're at a point where they are still in control of their business, of their schedules and how they're spending their time, then we continue to refine where they're at and set goals that are manageable and achievable. And we don't do it with the outside pressure of, you have to be making this much money. You should be growing by that percentage. Your profit margin should be this. We are looking at the whole Um, in a very holistic way, I should say, at the business and the business owner and the life that you want. Because the longer that you can stay a leader in your business and own your studio business, the longer and better you're able to support your clients and your community with the amazing movement that you can give them and have that incredible impact that I know you're having on their lives. So How do you get that work-life balance as a busy boutique fitness studio owner? I want to share with you just maybe three areas to focus on to help you stay true to you and get everything that you want and need. Okay. So number one, I know that you came into this, into this industry because you probably love movement. Yes. And maybe that's Pilates, maybe that's bar, maybe that's yoga, maybe that's Eldoa or Mel, or perhaps it's a combination of many different movement practices. Either way, movement is a big part of your life. Oftentimes it's the first thing that slips for us as teachers or for you as teachers, because you get busy with other things. So I want you to make sure that you are prioritizing that for yourself. When you are moving your body as well, you will find that you continue to feel the energy and the, the, uh, to keep going in your business, but also you'll continue to be inspired by that movement practice as well. And so, you know, how incredibly important movement is to physical and mental well-being. It's really important to make your movement a priority also. Okay. The second thing I really recommend that you do is to invest in your continuing education. When it comes to learning about uh, more, uh, skills as a teacher. This is incredibly important. It can keep you energized in your teaching as well. And I encourage you to learn more as much as you can about running and growing a business as well. So you're here listening to the podcast, which is fantastic. The better you will become when you do this, the better you'll become at streamlining operations at outsourcing things. And all of those things will help to, to avoid burnout and that sort of immense amount of overwhelm that can happen when you don't have or don't know how to outsource and delegate, or you're not sure where and how to streamline your operations. So you want to make sure that you are investing in your continued education, both from a teaching perspective, that's one set of skills that you need, but also that other set of skills that you need, which is running your business. 
And the more you know about running and growing a business, the better you'll become at streamlining operations, at delegating, at leading your team. And these are the things that often kind of lead to that burnout. And and we want to make sure that you can be as involved in your business as you want to be. Finally, I want you to get focused on your goals, right? Not what other people project onto you as what they want their goals to be and expect your goals to be also. Be careful about this. Spending a lot of time on social media can kind of take us down a bit of a dark hole here as well. So this is kind of a big one. I really encourage you to decide what success looks like for you. Not to the studio down the street or that one friend who who has told you what you should be doing or how you should grow your business. No, I want you to decide what success looks like for you. And I want you to set your goals for you, goals that will light you up and keep you excited and keep you energized in your business. No matter where you are in the world, no matter what you do in your studio, every single studio is unique and every studio owner is unique. So get clear on what you want, set your own goals, and then you'll be able to very easily create a path to get there. So there you have it. Not only can you have it all as you create and grow your studio, you should have it all. Truly, you should. Success is 100% self-defined. And my friends, is not just about more money in the bank necessarily. There is a lot more to it than that. And this is a lot to do with mindset, by the way. And this is something that we often work quite a bit on inside of Thrive. We have a mindset coach that comes into the group on a regular basis to work through some of these blocks, these, these, these roadblocks that we get, we bump up against as business owners. And so inside of Thrive, which is my, my business coaching group, just for boutique fitness studio owners like you, we learn what really matters to you. And we take the time every single quarter to clearly define those goals for your business and figure out clear action steps to move you forward towards them. If you're interested in learning a bit more about Thrive, I'm going to link to it in the show notes, but you can always reach out and ask, and you can go and learn a bit more at spring3.com forward slash thrive as well. So I hope this is helpful to you as you build your boutique fitness business. There's a lot to go that goes into running a successful studio business. And I hope that by raising this with you today, you have learned just a little bit about how you can navigate some of these challenges. If you loved what you heard today and you'd like to hear more, I'd be so appreciative if you could take just a quick minute to go and rate and review this podcast. Wherever you're listening to this, um, it really would mean a lot to me and would help to get the podcast out into our amazing community so that more teachers and studio owners just like you can feel encouraged and supported and inspired on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Ooh.